Morning, everyone. Um, there has been a change, as, you've, as Jan has just mentioned. If you haven't seen the messages, um, Daniel's not well today, so he was due to speak. So Dan's bringing, his, bringing a testimony, and, um, and Guy's bringing a message. So thanks, for, particularly for Guy, last minute, stepping up, which is great. I just want to give some notices before we invite Dan up. Um, we will be meeting back in the building next week on the 6th of December, not 6th of January. That was my mistake. Um, particularly living ahead by a month in my mind. Um, so I will send out a link if you would like to come so that you can book a, a, a seat. Um, we will be doing junior church on that day as well, so I hope that you parents will uh, be coming to that as well, bringing your children to that. A um, couple of other little bits. Fresh ground reopens this week. Please pray customers come back and pray that we will have enough money um, to bring the staff back as well. Um, if you are available and you've got some time to come and help out this week from 10 till 1, please let me know. That would be great. Also, just um, again, this is on the email. We're, uh, for the Christmas program, we're still trying to work out what we can and can't do and what we, can, what we want to do and how we do it, where we do it, and all this kind of thing. Um, so, But what we are doing, we're printing Christmas cards. They're going to be uh, designed by Naomi. Whoop, whoop. Um, and they're available for you to deliver to your roads. We're going to print a good number of them, and um, we'll also advertise the carol service, whether we'll be doing that here in the building or online or both, or a number of times. We've yet to decide that. Um, also, we're, we're um, working on some Christmas for the seniors because we haven't been able to do the, the meal this year, and Jim's just collating as many addresses as he can. Um, so if you do know someone locally that you'd like to be on that list, just a little gift, really, just so we're remembering them and um, just to give them something nice um, this Christmas. So uh, there will be an opportunity at some point where we want to deliver these. So um, maybe nearer the time you can get in touch with Abigail who's organising all these things. Um, so please pray for these things. Pray that we'll be able to know what we can do for the carol service, hoping that we can make that decision this week. Other than that, the prayer meeting is again on tonight and um, at 7 o'clock, so I hope that you'll be able to make that uh, this evening as well. So um, other than that, let's bring Dan up. I'm going to pray for Dan. Have you switched it on? Yeah. Okay, let's pray. Father, we pray for Dan. We thank you for his testimony. Lord, I've heard it myself and know, Lord, that what your hand upon his life. And we pray, Lord, that he will be able to speak. Um, and share that, Lord, for our blessing and our encouragement and our inspiration. Lord, we just thank you for him and commit him to you now in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, just to warn you, I might, I might start quiet in the middle of it, but still continue. So, uh, oh. in that, this church for five years now, for five years and two months to the day, and I thought it would be a great opportunity to share about myself and how I became a Christian. Now, I'm in the family of six of us at home. My parents, a younger sister called Hannah, who is two years younger than me, and also for these past three years, we've had got cousins who live with us because of being online. I won't mention their names. So I was brought up in a Christian family and went to church a few months after I was born. Well, basically... My family ran the church. My granddad was a pastor, also my parents and my dad's sister and my Sunday school teachers. So I didn't really have a choice. 
But after talking to my family, I soon began to realise just going to church and your parents being Christians does not make you one as well. It is all about having a personal relationship with him. So at age of five years old, one Sunday evening after church, in my bedroom, I think with my dad, I can't actually remember, I decided to ask Jesus into my life and to follow him. But there is actually another miracle I also want to share with you. This was before I became a Christian. It actually happened when I was born. Now, I was born 25 weeks early, weighing at two pounds and two ounces. After a natural birth, amazed doctors by how I breathing normally and could get some food inside. After 12 days, my parents got a call to a hospital and got told that I did not have long to live. It became, became very swollen and they said I needed an operation to remove my bowel because I had two holes in it. They said uh, after two successful operations for my bowel, near the end of my time in hospital, my lungs filled up. I stopped breathing. I died. After another successful operation, people praying for me and also over those six months, Jesus having his hand over my life. It has been an awesome journey and it's still going on. Many different miracles in my life. These past 25 years, it has been quite graphic at times. I do hope no one has fainted in this time. But it means a lot to me for sharing what Jesus has done for me. I'm going to end it like this that I shared with one of my best friends a few years ago. Jesus is someone who loves us so much. The support he gives us is in the good times and bad in our lives. He's one of the best co-pilots, easy people we can get on to it with and we could ever ask for. Thank you very much. Amen. Thanks, Dave. Uh, Dan. I was actually thinking... Well, do you want to get your mic on, Guy? While well, Guy gets mic'd up, um, uh, thinking about Dave, the unsung hero of Sunday mornings, has uh, his hand in many fingers, uh, pots in many hands. What is it? Fingers in many pots? I don't know. He does a lot. And uh, the reason you can watch him is because Dave knows what he's doing. So praise God. And also for um, Brad and, uh, and um, uh, Drew this week. What's your name? have done all this PA stuff, it's amazing. So, anyway, so, yes, please do, go for it. Okay. Can we put our hands on our head and say, Father, renew my mind and put your word in my mouth. Put your hand near your mouth. Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And so, Spirit, Father, may I speak your word, take your word on my tongue so that he leads me, put your hand on your heart, to where you live in my heart, Christ in me, the hope of glory, that I may proclaim your love with my tongue and in my life. Amen. Okay, so I want to talk about Christ's two summary commandments, um, to love God and to love our neighbour. But I want to put them first into the context of John's Gospel, 
who puts them in the context of the Holy Trinity. And so I'm going to read to you John 14, verse 15 um, to about 25. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. The Spirit of Truth. The Word cannot receive him, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you do know him, for he abides with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. In a little while, the world will see me no more, but you will see me through the Holy Spirit. Because I live, you also will live. So on that day, you will know that I am in the Father, and the Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and reveal myself to him. Judas, not Iscariot, asked him, Lord, why are you going to reveal yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus replied, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. My Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words. The word that you hear is not my own, but it is from the Father who sent me. And this I have spoken to you while I am still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have told you. Okay, so John 14 is the chapter about the Trinity and how Jesus unpacks the Trinity. And he starts with this summary statement, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And the word Jesus means wholeness. So Jesus' being reveals to us the wholeness of God. So the I am of God reveals the we of God, the threefold nature of God, the love of God, the graciousness, and the fellowship. You will remember the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, that mediator, that love, that invisible, decisive spirit. Jesus reveals all of them to us and they went around together but his presence on earth revealed the Trinity to us. Okay. So that is the context that these John raises these two summary statements of loving God and loving our brothers. So what are the commandments and what is the larger context? The larger context is that there were originally ten commandments and they were carried by the priests in the Ark of the Covenant and they were to be carried above your head. The word and the word for the being who is God is unspeakable. So you have the word for God 
which we we describe as Jehovah, that it doesn't have any vowels in, so that it is unspeakable. So you have the, the, the commands of God that are above our head, and you have the unspeakable mystery who is God. And the command that he gives is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your mind and with all your strength. Okay, so it's addressed to Israel. So who was Israel? Israel was Jacob. Jacob was the deceiver, or rather the abused deceiver, whose father only wanted to relate to his manly elder brother and ignored the runt of the family. So, the patriarch Isaac misused, even abused his younger son. And he ended up being deceptive or less than righteous, shall we say. Who then ran away to his mother's family and they used him and his his uncle was basically used him as a shepherd and gave him the rough deal. But on his return to his country of origin, where he'd been brought up, God meets him and wrestles with him and changes him from that abused deceiver to a prince. And in that, he fulfills the prophecy that he gave his mother whilst the twins were in the womb, that the older will serve the younger. And I also believe fulfilled Isaac's name, which means God will have the last laugh. Isaac had chosen Esau. God had chosen Jacob. Okay. And then Jacob had grown like Topsy and created a nation. Um, And in Christ, Christians have grown and produced, become a a royal priesthood, a holy nation. So I want to look at the words a bit more. Listen, Prince, the I am who I am, the living God, who who, because he is, who is life in himself and does not need anything else, and totally different from the creative order, whose name is unspeakable. Who is this person? Is Israel's God. I am the Lord your God. This unspeakable, mysterious, eternal reality speaks one word, or rather, the name of God, the unspeakable reality, Ehud, sighs, speaks out one word, one word, and that word is oneness or wholeness or Jesus. And the result, and you will love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your mind and with all your ability. Okay. The importance. The word of God is meant to be taken on our lips and proclaimed and obeyed so that we bring, so it brings us to life. We find our worth 
because God talks to us as his image. We find our choice and our purpose and we discover the relationship that he has for us. The Christian faith is Trinitarian to its core. And God, revealed in the Bible, is of one essence but three persons. Love, graciousness, fellowship. A father who sends his love, a word that expresses divine reality, a spirit whose presence transforms. We are given a picture of this reality, the purity and and we are to be a picture of this reality, the purity and passionate heart, the wise and discerning mind, and the practical and faithful body, all united in one, and all flowing from the love of the Father. Now, if you're aware of the two Pentecosts in the Bible, there is the Luke's Pentecost, where the flames come down, and is external, there is the John's Pentecost, where it's an inner reception of the Holy Spirit into the being. Jesus breathes the Holy Spirit onto them. And that is the same as what happens in Genesis. God breathes a heart. So the heart of man is not a pumping heart, but is a breathing heart, a sighing heart. How am I doing for time? So John's Gospel starts in time, doesn't start in time, it starts in relationship. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. That's where it starts. That is, it's not about time, it's about relationship. Okay? We see the word relate in existence, being. We see the word relating to God in belonging. And we see the word becoming flesh. Okay. So there are lots of threes in the Bible. There's the obvious hope, trust and love. The three of Psalm 37, trust, delight, commit. The the listening, the staying put, and the growing of the seed in the sower, the discovering your worth, discovering your choice, discovering your relationships, Um, the grace, the fellowship, and the love that I've mentioned, and the light, the life, and the love, the light for the mind, the life for the body, and the love for the heart that God has for us. So, putting it all together, listen, my redeemed, you who were nobodies, despised weaklings, who were abused by human hands, I call you royal priests, a holy nation. I am the living one who is your God, whose name is unspeakable, hidden in the mystery of eternity, I sigh oneness over you. I bless you with wholehearted togetherness, with harmony in my one word, my image that I express in Jesus. And you will love the living God with all your heart and with all your mind 
and with all your strength. This commandment that I give you today is to be on your heart, that you may see the reality of the Father's truly loving will, the presence of the gracious shepherd leading you, and the spirit of prophecy arming you with his sword, leading my people into the freedom to love as I do. And you will be compassionate to others and yourselves. So you hold your sisters and brothers in equality. Seek everyone's full potential. Express God in encouragement. This is my new covenant in the Spirit, through my Son, that I swear eternally. That is mind-blowing. And I want to finish with two passages and a poem. Wow! The depth of the richness of God's wisdom and discerning. How foundational his judgments and unforeseeable are his ways. Who may keep up with his thoughts or may advise him either? Has anyone first given to God that God should acknowledge him? For his glory is from him and through him and to him and is forever. Amen. I ask that the eyes of your heart may be open to receive so that you may know and see the sweet delight of his voice calling, love's riches entrusted in his glorious loving investment in the saints, with the greatness of his ability to jump over barriers for you who in him believe, that this is all in accordance with the working of his Holy Spirit's mighty, strength-bringing resurrection life, that the Father exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms, above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. For God put everything under his feet and made him head over everything for the church, that is his body, whose feet those of Christ Jesus who is the fullness of his Father who also fills all in all and as I said I want to finish with a poem that God gave me yesterday the word of the Lord came to me the word of the Lord came to me what did he say what did I see I saw how graciously he dealt with me I saw his love as on a tree two ages past in Galilee. So what did he say? Did he say to me, hemmed in mercy, corralled in grace. There in him was a place with space where love reigned pure and free. And God and man came face to face where there was no longer me but we. And I found compassion flowing from me upon my fellow human race, offering friendship, love and grace. And all because the word of God came to abide, to die and live in me.